0: Hey, Explain Yourself listeners, after receiving some feedback about our recent episodes, we learned that you guys want to hear more about us and who we are and what our experiences are. So we've decided to do many episodes every other week, starting with this episode. So today's episode is going to give you guys a little bit of background on what our career journeys have been and what we wanted to be when we were growing up. We hope
1: giving you some background on ourselves will help you understand our points of view and why we chose to start this podcast and bring on the interviewees that we have. But we also want to take some time during these mini episodes to have questions from listeners. Anika, where can they reach out if they have a question for us or any of our upcoming guests?
0: If listeners have questions, they can always contact us on Instagram at explainyourselfpodcast or you can send us an email at explainyourselfpod at gmail.com.
1: It wouldn't be an Explain Yourself episode without, of course, our drink of choice for tonight. I will be honest with you, I have green tea because I reserve my weekday drinkings for Tuesdays when we have guests.
0: After recording an episode this week and having a little too much wine, I am drinking an iced coffee from Starbucks because I don't need any more wine this week. I'd like to point out it's legitimately 730 at night, so
1: I don't know if you plan on cleaning your house or organizing your closets, but best of luck with whatever keeps you up till 1.
0: I mean, it's like the leftovers of an iced coffee from much earlier today that I've just been sipping on because I got a size that's way too large. So I will not be sleeping tonight. I know that for sure. Annika, I have to admit
1: that doesn't even sound good. I'm not saying coffee at 730 at night is a bad idea. I'm just saying it's as good as an idea as me being a firefighter, which is what I wanted to be when I grew up.
0: I still have a really hard time imagining that you wanted to be a firefighter when you were a kid, mostly just because I've seen your athletic skills. And while they are on par with mine, I don't think either of us have the skills to be able to fight a fire with all of the equipment and strength that they need. I think we'd probably show up, take a look at the fire and be like, I'm out.
1: But if there are any fire departments that want to put us to a test, please reach out and we promise to both videotape ourselves and post it on the internet. Please don't
0: hold us to that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not down, I'd be totally down. I mean, I'd be down. It's probably like if I tried to do a Tough mutter, it would probably look pretty similar to that. Since you wanted to be a firefighter as a kid, Tell us a little bit more about your childhood and how that changed as you were growing up. It's not that I have so many memories of
1: actively wanting to be a fighter fire. I just have these memory of this cute picture that my mom kept where I'm in the firefighter helmet and I'm holding a piece of paper that says, I want to be a firefighter when I grow up and I'm in preschool. But turns out I went on to be the world's biggest nerd, like chess club and debate club all before high school type nerd. So, you know, once I got started on argumenting with people that I was wanting to be a lawyer, that didn't pan out. So I got really deep into math and science in high school. So my college degree is in biology with a minor in chemistry, and I did some research projects while I was in college, which was very exciting. I applied to several PhD programs, but ended up not pursuing any of those routes and going into being an analyst consultant for healthcare companies. So having majored in biology, what did you want to do with that then? There was a period of time where I thought I was going to go to medical school, where I thought I was going to go get my PhD, um, where I thought I was going to go get my master's in health sciences or master's in public health, but in the end, I ended up joining the workforce right out of college. It's given me a lot of good experiences and the chance to still think about doing some of the other master programs or even PhD programs after I have the experience of having a job, not just transitioning from school to school. So I still have possibilities to go back and further my degree in one way or another, whether or not that's in the hard sciences or like a master programs for public health.
0: What would you be doing if you weren't doing consulting?
1: There's this Reese Witherspoon movie, and I cannot remember the name to save my life, but it started off where she was doing these focus groups on different types of products. And for some reason, I just thought that was the coolest thing. I think one of the things in the movie was a blender. And I was like, oh my God, how fun is that? Obviously, I love to talk and receiving feedback and going through data points is also very fun for me because like I said, big nerd. So whatever that job that Reese Witherspoon had signed me up.
0: I would like to be on the other side of the focus group as a participant so that I could really just manipulate some of your results. Say what you want, but you are going home with one of the blenders. Only if it's one of those ones that can like chop up an iPhone. Like on the YouTube videos? Yeah. Have you watched those? They just, they literally can just destroy whatever you put in there. It's fascinating.
1: I get yelled at all the time because I'm watching all of those Snapchat videos of things getting destroyed or, yeah, I always get called out on that by my sister and my husband and
0: anybody within my general vicinity, really. This is true. Julie does send me random Snapchat stories of the strangest things, like randomly, not all the time, but I'll randomly receive one from her and it'll just be some strange story that you're like, only on Snapchat.
1: Here I was thinking you enjoyed my content.
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy it because otherwise I'm not going to find these things myself. So you're feeding me the quality content that I need in my life. I'm putting in the time to go down all of
1: the black holes of the internet. Correct. Okay, we got a little sidetracked, but you can't get out of this. Now you have to explain your childhood and how you got to where you are
0: now. So I was a little less exciting with what I wanted to be as a kid. I wanted to be a teacher at first, which if you know me, I am not a very patient person. So a teacher really was not going to be the best path for me. At another point, I think I probably wanted to be a vet. I remember one of my birthday parties as a kid, we had like a vet Adoption themed birthday party for me, where my mom made these little birth certificates for us to adopt beanie babies, and we each got to take home our adopted beanie baby pet. So that was probably because I wanted to be a vet as a kid. That was a fun birthday party.
1: I've never heard this before.
0: My mom did some crazy birthday parties for me. Like, she was my mom was like the Pinterest before Pinterest existed. That's adorable. It was a good time, but I like to think that that was the best party they've ever been to in their lives. Absolutely
1: no doubt. Now, do you remember A, the beanie baby you adopted, or B,
0: the name that you gave it? I don't remember the name. It was probably a cat beanie baby because I was obsessed with cats as a kid.
1: So after your pet adoption birthday party, where did things go from there for you?
0: So after that, probably getting into middle school, I realized that I had much more of a fondness of things that were artistic and creative, um, and while I'm not an artist by any means, I was much more interested in things that involved that side of my brain. So as I got into high school, I joined yearbook, newspaper, and things like that that involved writing. I was always a big fan of writing growing up. In middle school, actually, I wrote a short story. It was a murder story, which i pretty sure I have down in the basement so I will pull that out and post it on Instagram. How deep is this? Oh my god. I think it's called like The Forgotten Rose or something like that, but it was a short murder story, which now makes sense knowing that I'm obsessed with true crime. So really was into writing for a long time. And then, as I said, I got into high school. I joined yearbook and newspaper. And for a long time in high school, I wanted to be a photojournalist, which was partly because my dad was into photography when he was in high school. My dad didn't necessarily want me to go into photography just because it's a hard industry to break into. And I think he was a little bit afraid that he would have to support me for the rest of my life. As I was looking into colleges, was looking into different schools that did have photojournalism programs, but mostly journalism programs, and stumbled upon the University of Missouri, which having grown up in most of my life in Texas, I had literally never even considered that Missouri was a state because nothing outside of Texas really existed to me at that point. So went to school there and took One journalism class, like the intro journalism class, which is made to pretty much weed freshmen out because it's a super competitive program there. And I took the one class and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm cut out for this. So I switched to communication instead. (laughs) So what does communications encompass? I love this question because there is a assumption that a communication degree is useless and that it's what athletes get so that they can easily skate through college. And while it was definitely not the hardest degree in the world, I think is an extremely useful degree because you are required to communicate with people every single day, regardless of if you're speaking to them and especially right now communicating with people is extremely important when you're not face to face. So I'd say it was a pretty valuable degree.
1: So you started off with this intro to journalism class and then you quickly realized you wanted to make this transition to communications. What was that switch like?
0: It was relatively easy, aside from the fact that after my first year, I did fail out of college, um, which is definitely not something I'm proud of, but I think it's an important moment in my life that taught me a lot about myself and the person that I wanted to become. So I think it's important to acknowledge, and it's not something that I hide either. It was definitely a tough time in my life. My freshman year of college, I had moved very far away from family. I didn't know a single person at Mizzou when I started there. And my dad was also stationed in Iraq at the time. It was a really hard time of my life. I would say high school definitely did not prepare me for what college was going to be like. My parents, no blame on them, but they were the type of parents that just wanted us to do our best in school. And they never pressured me to make straight A's or anything like that. It was really just about, trying and doing your best, which I always appreciated. I think not being prepared for the amount of work that I would have to do in college was just a huge slap in the face. I was not ready for it at all. A big awakening for me. No shame in that. It takes a ton of people more than four years
1: to graduate, which I think is completely fine now, especially because looking back, having to choose a major and stick with it at 18, I would have made totally different choices with my life probably had I known a little bit more. So just knowing that, what advice would you give people about their first year or if maybe their first semester they didn't work out and kind of what steps did you take to reconcile
0: So my advice to anybody going into their first semester of college or for their first year of college is take classes that you think are interesting. If you don't know what you want to major in yet, find classes that are elective type classes that you can take and maybe you have a slight interest in them so that you can learn and see if it is something that you actually want to go into. And I think too, talking to uh, your college counselors and advisors, they can always offer really good advice to you. You just have to ask for it. Say it louder for the people in the
1: back. They are the most underutilized resource of college, I believe. I don't think people understand how much advice they have to give and how much you can lean on them. I basically only started using that resource for real, for real, my senior year when I was out the door.
0: There's nothing that says that freshmen and sophomores can't go visit them. You just have to be brave enough to go because it can be really intimidating to try and figure out what you want to do at that age. As far as, you know, getting back into school, that was a process. I had to take summer classes at another college in the area and get A's in those classes so that I could reapply with a new GPA. I had to write them a letter explaining, you know, what I had learned from this experience and basically to like get on my knees and beg to be let back into school, I did obviously get back into school, um, which I was extremely thankful for, and was able to graduate in four years still, but only due to the fact that I had to work my ass off to get my GPA back up to normal. So you work your butt off, you do it, you graduate in four years. What now? So after college, it took me about two weeks to find a job. And those two weeks felt like a lifetime. I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. My parents are actively sending me job postings from literally all over the country. And one day my dad emails me a job posting from Craigslist. And I am like, what are you thinking? This is insane. But it seemed like a legit job. So I applied for it. I go to this interview and go meet this person that I've now been communicating with from Craigslist about a job and like called my dad before I went into the interview and was like, I am now entering the coffee shop. I will call you when I'm leaving.
1: I know, I was just gonna say, like, I hope you had a backup surveillance team just trailing you this whole time.
0: It turned out that they were interviewing on behalf of another company, and so that other company actually hired me out from underneath the person that I interviewed with. Ended up working out for me, so it was a job with a natural gas company, a very, very sexy industry to be in. I was their marketing and communications person and also did public relations for them. So I worked in that role for about two years and then had the opportunity to move to Colorado to work for their parent company. And I did that for exactly a year because I moved to Colorado. Um, at the time, I was long distance with my now fiance. Uh, so realized that I did not want to live away from him forever. And I hate the cold. So Colorado was not going to be a place where I was going to live long term.
1: Yeah, I remember you moving to Kansas City was like one of the first, it was the month or two that I first moved up there as well. So it was very serendipitous that we met.
0: Well, I think it took us a few months before we actually met in person. Like we were in the same vicinity of each other for several occasions. And I always would tell Sean that I didn't think that you actually existed because you'd either be like running around somewhere at somebody's wedding or whatever event we were at. And I'd be like, Sean, I don't really think she exists. I think Julie is in your imagination. So yeah, after I moved back to Kansas City or actually just to Kansas City, I got into a role that involved social media marketing. And I did that for about a year I realized that I really did not want a position that only allowed me to have one area of focus. Having had the role with the gas company where I involved in a lot of different aspects of the company and in my role, I wanted a position that allowed me more flexibility in terms of what I got to work on. And so I took a position with the company I now work for where I am a marketing and communications coordinator. My role is... Pretty much to just make sure that marketing projects get done and take requests from different departments and to work with our marketing team to ensure that all of those get done.
1: We just wanted to give you guys a little bit of background of where we were coming from. Like I said, we anticipate the next episodes either being tips on what we've learned through our years in the workforce and answering listeners' questions.
0: Yeah, we had some really good submissions on Instagram uh, when we first asked you guys if you wanted mini episodes like this. So we have some really fun episodes coming up for you guys that will help you learn just a little bit more from us. If you have questions for us or have specific industries that
1: you want us to interview, DM us on Instagram at explainyourselfpodcast or send us an email at explainyourselfpod at gmail.com.
0: And per usual, we would love it if you left us a rating and a review so that we can climb those podcast charts and share the podcast with your friends and family so that it's not just our moms listening.